This is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, Coffee with Carrie, then make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee Homeschool and Step with God. And then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement too. You can also find me at Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think, no, I know, you're going to be encouraged. I've always loved the story of Moses and the Exodus and their 40 years of wandering. There are just so many lessons to learn from Moses and from the Israelites and so many lessons to learn about God and his character in these stories and Bible passages. You know, I often compare the mass exodus from traditional schooling and from the mass indoctrination centers that we call schools to home education to the exodus in the Bible. And let's be honest. Sometimes there are homeschooling seasons where we feel like we're walking in circles and wandering around in a barren wasteland with no evidence of fruit. But there are other parts of the Exodus and the 40 years of wandering that encourage me as a mom and as a homeschooling mom in particular. Homeschooling has taught me to rely on God's daily manna and to expect and look for big and small miracles. Now, like many of you, my husband and I took a huge leap of faith when we started our homeschooling journey. I mean, we didn't have extra income to spare. I didn't have the extra time to homeschool. I felt totally inadequate, and everyone around us was against the idea. I didn't think we had the space for it, and we didn't have a community to join. I had no idea what I was doing, and I was scared to death. But... Our homeschooling journey began with a huge Red Sea-like crossing. Somehow, God cleared the path and made a way for us to start. He, first of all, softened my husband's heart, and he decided to work from home. We decided I would quit my job as a middle school math and science teacher and would only teach in the evenings as an adjunct professor. That way, childcare wasn't an issue while I worked. I had my pillar of light leading us in the form of my Bible, and we were off and wandering. (laughs) Now all we needed to do was wait on God's manna to meet our needs each and every day. And boy, did I need manna. I needed manna of patience. I needed manna that was full of wisdom. I need manna of knowledge. I mean, Francesca was full of so many questions. I needed manna of support and friendship. We were so alone at first. I needed financial manna. And most of all, I needed manna full of joy. Now, as usual, God did not disappoint. He came through each and every day. Sometimes the manna wasn't what I was expecting or wanted, but it was exactly what we needed that day or that week. And God provided an Aaron and a Joshua to hold up my arms when I was too tired to do it alone. 
He provided a Miriam who sang praises when I needed the reminder to worship God for his faithfulness and provisions. He also provided many Caleb's and Joshua's who had gone before us and who had been to the promised land and who had came back with encouragement that our family could defeat the giants in the land. They constantly reminded me that God was fighting the battle and he would go before us. So as you homeschool, you may be wandering the desert or you may be on the cusp of the promised land. Wherever you are in your homeschooling journey, you need to stop each day to collect the manna given, you know, those daily provisions from God, and to look for and expect big and small miracles that God provides. Now, I don't share personal or private events of my children unless given permission. Just because I do a podcast to encourage moms and share my personal experiences and insights about homeschooling, that doesn't mean I should share my children's struggles and some of their heartbreaking disappointments. I mean, their privacy is very important to me. But since my son is so outspoken about his dyslexia and his dysgraphia, and he now considers it part of his testimony, I feel very comfortable sharing with you one of my favorite manna and miracle stories. It started with the words, Mom, please. My son whispered, Mom, please, as tears were just flowing down his face. He said, there's something wrong with my brain. I'm trying and I'm trying, but I just don't get it. Now, this particular morning was hard. And we could always tell what kind of school day it was going to be when my son woke up. On the bad days, as we called him, his eyes were kind of glazed over. And there was a hint of agitation in his usual happy-go-lucky disposition. On these mornings, the simplest of tasks would take great concentration on his part and great patience on my part. Now, this particular morning, he was reading just one of the little Bob books. When he came across the word the, he tried sounding it out because he forgot it was, you know, a sight word. But on this particular day, the word the made no sense to him. I gently reminded him, son, that's the word the, T-H-E. And I should have stopped there and just casually moved on. But sadly, I was a bit frustrated too, and my mouth kept moving. Some days when he came across the word the, he would look at it as if it were the very first time he had ever seen it. And today was one of those days. He honestly had no idea what the word was, and he didn't know how to pronounce it or to read it or what to do with it. So I looked at my son and I said, don't you remember this word? It's the. You read it yesterday and the day before. You actually just read it a few minutes ago in the other Bob book. It's, it's almost in every little book you read to me. It's the. And I really emphasize the word the. I really hate myself every time I tell this story because I can still see this Joe's sweet little face as I share it. Well, with his little sweet eyes, he whispered, No, Mom, I don't know what that word is. My poor son struggled with spelling and sounding out simple words and memorizing math facts and remembering the day of the week and writing legibly. He also struggled with what we learned later was called working memory and executive functioning skills. 
he had told us before, you know, that sometimes the words floated off the page. And we did notice he usually skipped words or substituted words when he was trying to read. Now we use Bob books because he hated Dr. Seuss. Oddly, Joe hated rhymes. Actually, he had the hardest time making rhymes or even recognizing rhyming words or word families. In my mama gut, I knew something was different. In my teacher brain, I knew this wasn't the quote-unquote norm, and I use the term norm very loosely. But we read and followed Dr. Raymond and Dorothy Moore's educational philosophy. I had read and highlighted almost every page of their groundbreaking book, Better Late Than Early. My husband and I knew that boys tend to be late bloomers with learning in general and in reading in particular. So when my son was struggling with reading and sounding out words, we didn't panic at first. When his spelling was below quote-unquote grade level, we didn't worry either. And I have a master's degree in math ed, so when he had trouble memorizing those pesky math facts, I knew there was no need to sound the math alarms just yet. That was normal too. But his quote-unquote issues continued and seemed to get worse instead of better as he got older. In this season of homeschooling, it seemed like our marching pattern was always one step forward and ten steps back. Now, because I believe children learn at their own pace and in their own way, when tensions like this rose, we just took a break. And when frustrations hit, we put the reading aside for a few days or a few weeks, and we would come back to it later. I tried not to push. We figured my son just needed time to chew on what he was learning and to process it before moving on to something new. But with our son, we also quickly learned that we couldn't take long breaks or a typical summer vacation because when we did come back to old concepts, he usually had to start literally right back at the beginning. We learned that short daily weekly repetition was needed for just about anything that needed to stick. So as our son got older and reading still seemed like a foreign language to him and the words kept floating around on the page, we had his vision checked and even had him tested for vision therapy. Well, his vision was 20-20 and his tracking was normal. There was no need for glasses and no need for vision therapy. So when my sweet boy cried out that morning for his brain to be tested, my husband and I listened. Please, please, mom, just see if there's something wrong with me. Well, my heart broke every day as I watched my super talented, super charismatic, and super funny kid struggle with his schoolwork. But on this day, my mama heart couldn't take it any longer. Several months later, when I picked him up from theater rehearsal, he jumped into car and apprehensively asked, well, is there something wrong with me? Well, since his heartfelt request several months earlier, we had him tested for learning issues. He knew our evaluation meeting was that morning and that his dad and I had spent the morning getting the results. So I told him, well, they say you have something called dyslexia and maybe even a mild form of dysgraphia. I held my breath and I waited to see how he would respond. Well, a huge smile broke across his face. He slapped his hands and yelled, yes, I knew it. I'm not stupid. There is something wrong with my brain. Well, I wasn't quite expecting that reaction, but I was glad he was taking the expert's opinion so well. And I say experts lightly, too. 
Slowly, though, his smile turned to a pained expression and a tear welled up in his eyes when he then asked, Wait, Mom, can it be fixed? Well, as part of this meeting, my husband and I were also given advice on different ways we could help our son learn and different ways to teach him to read. I grabbed his hand and said, You betcha, but it's going to take a lot of hard work, a lot of patience, and a lot of persistence on your part. Dyslexia doesn't mean you're dumb, son. It just means you learn in a different way. If you're up for the challenge, Dad and I found a tutor who specializes in this and can work with you to help you overcome some of the obstacles you hit when reading and when you're trying to memorize things. I need help to help you right now, too. Well, as it turns out, the reading therapy would be long, exhaustive, and very expensive. Our son had a lot of catching up to do and a lot of what they called rewiring to do. My husband and I knew we didn't have the money to pay for the services he needed or wanted, but we took a leap of faith, we signed on the dotted line, and anxiously waited for the first day of reading therapy to arrive. Now, our son needed extensive reading therapy, which consisted, according to their recommendations, four hours a day, five days a week, for four months. Like I said, the learning issues seemed quite insurmountable, but our boy was ready for the task at hand. Actually, we had never seen him so excited about learning, reading, and schoolwork before. He knew there was a way to quote-unquote fix his reading and memory issues, so he was 100% on board and ready to work and work hard. However, our bank account was not ready for the huge bill we were about to pay. Quite honestly, we only had enough money for the first two weeks of tutoring. (laughs) We had no idea how we were going to pay for four months. However, we also knew through prayer that this was the path God was taking our son on, so we began the journey and knew that God would somehow provide. And to be honest with you, in the back of my mind, I was thinking it wasn't as bad as they said it was, and our son would really only need two weeks of reading therapy. After all, that's all the money and time we had. I figured God had already provided all that we needed, and we really wouldn't need any more money or extra tutoring. I knew God would work miracles in our son, but in hindsight, I limited the greatness of our God to provide financial miracles too. Not surprisingly, God had other plans and other ways to provide, which of course would wound up being way, way better than what we had expected. Now, a few months before our son was evaluated, my husband's grandfather had passed away. My husband's grandfather had willed him some precious artwork that he knew my husband would love and some signed baseballs to add to his collection. However, my husband did not know that his grandfather had also left a little bit of money to him and to our kids. The week before our son started his intensive reading therapy, and a week before the bill was due, a notice arrived in the mail. My son's great-grandfather willed him and my daughter an education fund to be used for school and college. Y'all, when God calls, he guides, and when God promises, he provides. God had provided manna over the years when bills were tight and money was short. This time was no different, except the bills were huge and the manna was hailing down on us. In God's perfect timing and in his perfect way, 
the amount left to our son was almost exactly what we needed for his intensive reading therapy, with even a little bit left over for some books. God provided exactly what we needed, exactly when we needed it, and even left us with a few baskets or two of leftovers. His tutor also trained me for free, so after his reading therapy was officially over, we could continue the methods at home, which we diligently did for two more years. Thanks to God, through great-grandpa G and his tutor, Joseph successfully finished his reading therapy. By the time he finished, he jumped from being a non-reader to reading, quote-unquote, at grade level. His confidence multiplied tenfold, and he now advocates for himself in different learning environments. The first thing he did in college was contact his academic advisor to let him know about his ADA accommodations, and he emailed his professors to introduce himself and to share his different challenges. Now, while at therapy, he met tutors and friends that he still keeps in touch with today, and he's learned tricks to help him memorize scripts for musical theater productions and song lyrics for concerts and auditions. Spellcheck, Calculators, and Siri are his best friends, and read-alouds, audible books, and voice dictations are his favorite teachers. <laughs> now, our son still struggles with the issues that come with being dyslexic and, dys and having dysgraphia. However, we witness miracle after miracle, big and small, each and every day and each and every year. Daily, God provided the manna I needed to teach my son in ways that made sense to him. And God continues to provide my son the daily manna he needs each day to plow through his college work. While we were homeschooling him, some days were smooth sailing and some days were filled with huge headwinds. We had lots of laughs and howls of triumphs, but we also had tons of tears and screams of frustration. We had setbacks and we had breakthroughs. But as we continued on his homeschooling adventure, we witnessed an awesome God providing for our needs and preparing our son to fulfill his God-given purpose. Y'all, I thank God each and every day for the abundant miracles and manna he provides. And this is just one story of how God provided the exact amount of manna we needed at exactly the right time and how God continued to provide just the right amount of manna for an entire year. The Lord has performed so many big and small miracles throughout our homeschooling journey, I could literally spend podcast after podcast sharing them all. But I pray that as you continue to take a leap of faith and you continue to go where God leads you and your family, that you will feast on the manna He provides. I pray you will be abundantly blessed by huge, earth-moving miracles, as well as small, everyday miracles that change hearts. We serve a powerful, gracious, compassionate, generous, and awesome God. We have so much to be thankful for this Thanksgiving season. May you experience the Lord's mighty manna and miracles this school year. Thank you for hanging out with me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. And don't forget to check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. You can purchase it on Amazon. I have the link in the show notes. If you heard something you like, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week. 
or with a homeschooling friend who is praying for a miracle as we speak. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcasts and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschooling mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and our book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. Happy Thanksgiving, and see you next time.